everyone. I'm Aino Arbizu and this is the Impulse the Cooper Tribe podcast. In a world full of inputs, arriving to the customers as a brand is increasingly difficult. That's why brands are developing new ways to approach the audience. But what if I told you that in order to reach customers, you must pave the way to the one selling first? This is a premise Cupra adopted when creating its Cupra Master Program, the experts who convey the image of the brand in each dealership. And here, digitalization is the key of training them through virtual reality, gamification, live sessions. Want to know how is it? Join us because today at The Impulse, we are entering the digital world, the world of Cupra Masters. Well, that's why we have with us Khaled Susi, Head of DNT and Customer Experience at Cupra. Welcome, Khaled. Thank you, Ainoa. Thank you. Khaled is an expert on brand experience and digital development. So glad to have you here with us, Khaled. Happy to be here with you today. So let's start. And if you don't mind, Khaled, tell me what is the Cupra Master? So the, the Cupra Master concept in general is the key pillar uh, of our distribution strategy. We believe um, that through the Cupra Masters, we could achieve a main differentiator for Cupra in terms of uh, customer experience. Um, at the end, our ultimate goal is to offer customers a consistent and convenient journey. Um, therefore, we define the Cupra Master role as the single point of contact for customers from the very first contact with the brand until the car surfacing. That means uh, whenever you have an issue uh, with your car or whenever you have a question to our products, whenever you want to purchase our products, you will be always talking to the same uh, person. Um, the Cupra Master for us is, um, before being basically a, a salesperson, for us is a brand ambassador and is also the face of the brand toward our customers. Therefore. Um, they need to be able not only to sell the cars, but also they need to be able to offer the brand uh, experience to our customers. Great. To explain that a little bit more, I would like to introduce a Cooper Master to our audience. We have direct connection with the UK, Carla Cooper, Cooper Master. Welcome, Carla. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being with us. Carla is the Cupra Master at Cupra Letchworth, and she has been a tribe member since October 2020. So, Carla, why did you become a Cupra Master? Well, I joined Cupra Letchworth in it was January 2019. Um, so, I've been here for uh, probably two, two years, two years and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the potential and had the passion for Cupra. Um, and believed in the vision that they had. So Cooper is all about the tribe and the community, and that's something that I wanted to be a part of. Okay, so Cupra was looking for unconventional people for an unconventional challenge. Why did you come with the idea, Khaled? So uh, as Carla said, the Cupra brand is based on uh, on the drive concept, uh, meaning that we are not only focused on marketing our products, uh, which keep being uh, basically uh, co- our core business, but we are also focusing on building a community around and beyond uh, our products. Our objective is basically to build a purpose-driven community, uh, sharing the same uh, values. 
Um, and this is where the role of the Kupramasta is very important. Uh, the Kupramastas for us are local actors. Um, they are local connectors of the tribe. This is at least uh, looking at the Kupramasta uh, in general from, from a brand perspective. Uh, from an experience perspective, and especially in a digital age, um, many experts believe that um, people will be very, very soon replaced by, uh, by systems. But uh, in Cupra, we believe that the human experience and interaction is, is very important and is irreplaceable, and that the ideal role of the system is to offer convenience and to support people. In this case, uh, support the Cupra masters to do a better job and also offer uh, customers an upgraded uh, experience. So it is not about just selling a product anymore, but connecting with funds and customers. So Carla, how do you do that? Um, so throughout the pandemic, obviously it's been a bit more difficult to connect with our customers and immerse them into the brand and our uh, products here. Um, the use of social media has really been important over this period due to people not being able to come to our dealership. Um, and we also wanted to create a need factor for the car. Um, as Khaled mentioned before, we also want to give uh, the best experience from initial inquiry to collection. And even after that, it's just the start and just the beginning of their, their journey within Cupra. We also want to create ambassadors of the brand via our fans and being ambassadors ourselves, it also helps with kind of word of mouth and getting other people to be interested in the product too. And how was it to get the impulse for that project even during the pandemic? Um, Khaled, did it speed it up? Uh, I, I think in general, a relevant brand uh, always can attract and uh, recruit skilled people. Um, uh, the real challenge is, however, to get them a special connection to the brand, um, motivate them and retain them, especially in times of pandemic. Um, I mean, it's important uh, to, to mention here that um, basically the pandemic was exactly in the same phase when the, the, the brand was ramping up. Um, for, for this, it was important to, to try to understand what are the needs and uh, of, of the Cupra Massa and to try to speak their language. And uh, I, I think um, to get back to your question, how to, did we uh, get the impulse? First, uh, we needed to understand, as I said, how digital natives learn and communicate. Uh, once we did, we um, decided to connect to the tribe digitally through the Cupra Master app, a kind of app uh, that gathers all Cupra Masters all over the world. Um, this app helps us in a certain way to make the Cupra Master communicate uh, between them first and uh, also communicate with them consistently from the headquarter. Also, it supported us enormously to pass, let's say, the relevant and personalized information to the Cupra Masters using uh, social media formats such as hashtags, uh, short text, uh, uh, short video capsules, pictures, and so on. So kind of a different way of engaging them and valuing their effort during the pandemic um, and uh, during all over the year, and uh, also in a way try to train them uh, using this uh, tool. So feedback and listening to the tribe members is important, Carla Kalet. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, to be successful today as a brand, uh, you need to strongly uh, engage your community. Uh, in our case, and as uh, we are in a very early phase of, of shaping and building the brand, it's even more important not only 
uh, to engage, but also to try to listen carefully to what they are saying, uh, because at the end they are closer to the customer, closer to the products, and uh, I think it's very valuable to, to get the impulses uh, they receive from our end users. Colette, how do you exactly achieve that? How do you use all these digital tools in order to enhance the relationship with the brand's network? Um, at the end, as I explained, the Cupra Massa app is one mean, is one channel to, to, to get mm -hmm. the information uh, from, from the Cupra Masters. Um, however, it's, only, um, it's important not to use it only as a communication tool because it, it has to be in a certain way uh, bi-directional. So um, we use it, um, as I said, for co-creation purposes. Um, I mentioned before the, the naming contest, so for example, to name uh, different optionals and equipment from Cupra Born and uh, Cupra Formento VZ5, uh, we, we ask the Cupra Master to support us with different naming proposals uh, that we took into consideration at the end, what we picked up were their proposals. Is a, in a certain way, they feel part of this overall Cupra experience and of this overall uh, brand shaping experience, but also for us is also uh, giving them uh, some, you know, some some nice experiences toward the customer later and saying uh, that I basically named uh, this equipment is a kind of a, mm -hmm. is a nice story also to um, to use in a later stage. You were also talking about the social platform and gamification. Why did you take the bet on it? I think it's a fact that digital natives nowadays learn mainly through uh, social uh, platforms and gamification. I, I think uh, this is obvious. Um, gamification at the end is a no-hustle way um, to discover and learn new things. Um, far from the stressful typical exam and classroom world uh, toward more, um, let's say, a uh, world where uh, you, you could learn by playing and uh, whenever you answer right or wrong you you al always keep the information and retain the key message of the, out of the information um, and in general in terms of qualification uh, we don't see the role um, our role in putting them under pressure and to um, assess and judge their results uh, our ultimate objective is to enable them to, to offer a better experience to our customer, to lead and, uh, and, and to ensure also the, the, the overall customer relationship. So just to answer your question uh, related to the future of qualification, we believe that um, gamification is the perfect mean to get the same result in, in a completely different way. We've talked about gamification, so I would like to introduce an expert in this interesting field to answer some questions. Rob Alvarez, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Rob Alvarez, also known as Professor Game, is an international speaker and podcaster. He has the podcast Professor Game and is an experienced game thinker specialized in gamification. So tell me, Rob, just for context, what is gamification? Well, so, so gamification, it has been, you know, tried, many people have tried to define it formally. And, and to be honest, to this date, there is no sort of generalized agreement as to exactly 
what we can pinpoint in gamification. And I use, you know, when I'm teaching gamification and I have a little bit more of time, I do go through three or four definitions that have been used, you know, for different purposes and, and, and that I find they're very, very useful to provide sort of a framework. But the, the definition I use when I'm talking to my clients, when I, you know, where I'm referencing anything in my work is, is something that goes by the lines of the use of game design, game elements and play for purposes beyond entertainment. So you're using all of these things for something that is, could be or could not be, and this is important of the definition, it could be for entertainment or not, but it, it is included there that you're using this for something else. So that else could be learning and that else could be marketing. In general, it is to achieve some sort of objective. How can gamification reinforce learning compared to other strategies? What is gamification very good for? Learning is not does not exist sort of in, in the emptiness, right? Uh, learning is there for a purpose, for a reason, for you to be able to do something. Of course, gamification is something that is broken that doesn't work. Gamification is not going to make it better. You have to fix it, and then you know you can you can look for some sort of engagement strategies and think of the psychology behind games, behind human motivation. You think about all of these things because gamification, in the end, in the end, what we kind of mostly agree on is that it has a lot more to do with psychology than with necessarily the playing of games. Sometimes it can be like very explicit. You, you seem like you are within a game doing all of these things, but sometimes it is not as obvious. There are many examples of gamification being present or strategies that you could identify with gamification where you see it and it's not immediately evident or obvious that you are within a gamified project. So gamification can definitely reinforce learning in providing that motivation, that engagement that I think we all agree is necessary to provide powerful learning experiences. And what do you think are the future trends in gamification? <laughs> future trends in gamification, that is, you know, the crystal ball, the million dollar question, of course. I mean, you could look at market trends and see how the market is growing for gamification, for applied games, for, you know, there's there's many things we could discuss around that. But I do see gamification being more and more integrated into regular activities and, again, not necessarily being called out as gamification, game design, or anything of the sort. They are... I think that we are learning as human beings, as managers, et cetera, et cetera. We are learning many of these strategies consciously or unconsciously and including them, whether it is on learning strategies and whatnot. So I think the feature of gamification basically lies very much there. And, and, and experts, people who dedicate their lives to exploring, to deepening and to using gamification have a lot of future, especially in using these strategies, again, whether calling them exactly that or calling it whatever else, I do think that the power of gamification is definitely not just in the in the in the word gamification and it including the you know a mention or a reference to games. I do think the future is in its actual application in real life. And I think learning, which is definitely part of my passion, is a central part of what gamification can do, can bring for this world because, and I leave it there, I, I won't get into the details. I do think that in learning in general and maybe even in education, we do have what I call an engagement crisis, a motivation crisis. It's not always easy to get that motivation, that engagement, that attention from our learners and gamification can definitely bring that to the table. Well, thank you so much, Rob Alvarez, Professor Game. It was nice to have you here in Moving Forward. Thank you. Sure. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm always happy to discuss and to talk about gamification, its benefits, and what it can provide and do for this world.
just to wrap it up, Khaled, on the digital approach on the brown ecosystem, what are the takeaways? I personally believe that this is just the beginning of the of the journey. Uh, we will, uh, of course, keep interacting and exchanging uh, with the tribe. We will also keep innovating in the way we qualify uh, the Cupra Masters uh, using digitalization, uh, gamification. Um, at the end, with the ultimate objective to offer um, an upgraded uh, customer experience um, and also to, to, to continue shaping uh, our brand in a consistent and a convenient way. As you said, you're just at the beginning of the journey, but I predict this is going to rise even more now. So thank you all so much for joining us on The Impulse. Khaled Susi, Carla Cooper, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure Thank for me too. Much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Carla. You. Thank you, I know. Bye. And thank you all for listening to The Impulse. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. You can find us on Spotify and other digital platforms and the Cooper social media channels. I'm Ainoa Arbizu, and as you know, Keep getting the impulse to the future.